listening to the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. It's the podcast in the Broadcast Basement. Broadcastbasement.com. Coming to you from the Windy City Slam Studios in the southwest suburbs of Chicago, this is Windy City Slam Podcast. Welcome on in everyone, Mike Pankow here, the founder and editor of WindyCitySlam.com and the host of Windy City Slam Podcast. And welcome on in to episode number 140. We've got a big show here for you this week. We're going to run down a great WWE Extreme Rules show, plus the return of Bray Wyatt. We have Impact Wrestling's Bound for Glory, plus a huge night at SSW's They're Here, and we're going to hear exclusive audio from the punk rock prince, Jordan Cross, after he became the co-holder of the SSW Tag Team Championship, and in addition, we're going to look at the AAW Jim Lynham Tournament, which brings us to our special guest for this week. We're welcoming on in for the first time, wrestling journalist with Sportskeeda and backstage interviewer for AAW Pro, Kevin Kellum. And we're going to talk with him about the Jim Lynham Memorial Tournament and so much more. And we're going to get it started right here on Windy City Slam Podcast. Stay tuned. Wrestling fans often talk about psychology in the squared circle, but what about your individual psychology and mental health? The counselors at True Heights Treatment offer in-person or virtual appointments. To learn more, go to www.trueheightstx.com or give them a call at 708-248-7039. Brand new SSW Tag Team Champion, the Punk Rock Prince, Jordan Cross, here live at the Broad Stop in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And you are checking out my best friends over at Windy City Slam Podcast, Mike Pankow. You are the man. Make sure to subscribe, like, follow, share, and everything else. And you can follow me at The Jordan Cross. I am the Punk Rock Prince. Thank you. Back here on Windy City Slam Podcast, let's get right into last weekend. WWE Extreme Rules this past Saturday night, October the 8th at the Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia, the headquarters of Extreme, the opening six-man tag team match, the good old-fashioned Donnybrook, the brawling brutes, Sheamus, Ridge Holland, and Butch, defeat Imperium of Gunther, Ludwig Kaiser, and Giovanni Vinci. Crazy match, a lot of implements, a lot of weapons, a lot of stunts. Really a fun opener, and the crowd was just popping for this one. And then we had the Extreme Rules match for the SmackDown Women's Championship. And once again, and new SmackDown Women's Champion, Rowdy Ronda Rousey, defeating Liv Morgan via the knockout to win the title. And Liv got lucky a couple of times in winning against Ronda, but in this type of match, I just didn't see it happening. And sure enough, Ronda wins that title. And as predicted, the strap match, Karrion Cross defeats Drew McIntyre. Karrion Cross is on the rocket ship once again, thanks to Triple H, back in WWE. He's looking great. 
I think he's going to get some sort of title run or main event run very, very shortly. Ladder match for the Raw Women's Championship and Bianca Belair retains over Bailey. And this is despite interference from damage control. So Dakota Kai and Io Sky could not help out Bailey in regaining that championship. And Bianca is still on a serious roll. And then we had the I Quit match, and this was crazy. Finn Balor defeats Edge after constant interference from Judgment Day, plus a little bit of interaction from Rey Mysterio and Beth Phoenix on Edge's behalf. And just when you thought Edge might overcome everything in the match, he gets beaten down. Beth Phoenix comes back in, and then she gets held down and gets knocked out. And Edge being held by the members of the Judgment Day while Rhea Ripley threatens to give the concerto to Beth. Edge says, I quit to try to save Beth, but Rhea Ripley and Judgment Day still do the deed. Rhea gives Beth the concerto, knocks her out cold. Edge just totally panicking and weeping over his wife getting beat up by Rhea and this almost reminds me of the Triple H and Stephanie McMahon thing from maybe 12 years or so ago when Randy Orton DDT'd Stephanie and Triple H was going nuts because he was handcuffed to the rope. Very similar vibe to that. And Judgment Day really, really putting the screws to Edge and, and Dominic Mysterio fitting right in with that group as well after betraying his father this past summer. And they're on a rocket ship right now themselves. Should be interesting to see if Edge could regroup to avenge Beth's honor. And then in your main event, the fight pit match, Matt Riddle defeats Seth freaking Rollins via the tap out as Daniel Cormier calls for the bell after the tap. And that's all she wrote. Really, really hard hitting, grinding match inside that fight pit. Unique unique structure that we saw in NXT twice previously. Now, finally on the main roster, really, really good stuff there. But the night was not over. The lights went out, a bunch of special effects, some creepy characters from a certain somebody's past show up in the crowd. And then we get the white rabbit reveal of Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt back in WWE. Very excited to see. He's been long missed by this wrestling fan in, in particular. And I can't wait to see what the future has in store for Bray Wyatt. Also this past weekend, we had Impact Wrestling's Bound for Glory. That was this past Friday night, October the 7th, in Albany, New York. On the pre-show, we had Impact Digital Media Champion Brian Myers defeating Dirty Dango, formerly known as Fandango in WWE, as well as Johnny Curtis. And then ECW legend Raven was inducted into the Impact Wrestling Hall of Fame. Really cool touch there. And then the main show, Impact X Division Championship, and your new champion in a shocker, Frankie Kazarian, the veteran, defeats Speedball Mike Bailey to win the title. And Bailey was just having great match after great match with everybody all summer long, but he gets stopped by Frankie Kazarian the veteran from AEW, and now back in Impact Wrestling as well. And once again, your X-Division champ. Mickey James keeps her career alive by pinning Mia Yim. Impact Knockouts World Tag Team Championship. And we have new champions here as the Death Dolls of Jessica and Taya Valkyrie defeat Vexed of Chelsea Green and Diana Perrazzo. 
Impact World Tag Team Champions, I don't know more of Matt Taven and Mike Bennett retain over the Motor City Machine Guns. Call your shot gauntlet battle royal, 20 wrestlers, men and women involved, and returning to Impact Wrestling and winning the match, Bully Ray, the former Impact World Champion, multi-time Hall of Famer, pinned Steve Macklin after a bully bomb. And also in this match, you saw Matt Cardona, Moose, Sammy Callahan, Rich Swan, PCO, Tommy Dreamer, Rhino, Heath, Bobby Fish, Killer Kelly, Giselle Shaw, among others. And then the Impact Knockouts World Championship. And this was a match that a lot of people really liked. Jordan Grace defeats Masha Slamovich to retain. And in your main event in a classic championship match, walking weapon Josh Alexander retains by pinning Eddie Edwards following the C4 spike pile driver. On to local events, and I was in person at SSW Sports and Signings presents They're Here. Fred Ottman was in the house. Max Caster was in the house. Sky Blue was in the house. Great event. Action-packed show. 600-plus packing the Parkway Chateau at the Broadstop in Kenosha. Great show. Let's run it down. For the SSW Tag Team Championships, and no, the Faces of Fear did not return to Kenosha, and somehow Mamark Asleber had the SSW Tag Team Championships. He got him back from the Faces of Fear. Someone said maybe he stole him from the airport or something or whatever, but crazy stuff. So Madmark gave the titles back to Ryan Cross and Jeff Luxon, who were your previous champions before they lost to the Faces of Fear last fall, about a year ago. And the Express retained those titles in a match against Pauly Tomaselli and Hardcore Craig. Hardcore Impact. And now Craig was actually subbing for Vic Capri, who was supposed to be Pauly's partner originally. And Capri's taking time off after he was injured by Wardlow on AEW a couple of months ago. Six-way elimination match. High action, crazy stuff. A couple of younger guys, a couple of veterans. And in his final ever match, Mikey Wilde comes out victorious as Mikey outlasts TW3, Mason Conrad, Notorious Adam Grace, Trip Jordy, and the mysterious Dr. X. When Wilde rolled up Dr. X for the final decision and the victory. And for the SNS Women's Championship, first time ever title, Brooke Tanner pinned Stacey Shadows of the Maidens of Iron to win that championship, and congratulations to Brooke Tanner. Intergender mixed tag team match, Sky Blue of AEW and Uncle Doug Simmons defeat Shelly the Bombshell and Dave Rydell. When Simmons pins Rydell, after a little bit of interaction from AEW tag team champion Platinum Max Caster, Caster came out, yo, 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 listen. Did the whole rap. He did a freestyle dissing both Rydell and Shelly the Bombshell. And that opened the door for Sky Blue and Doug Simmons to get the victory. In a hell of a match between a prime veteran and a young up-and-comer, superstar Steve Boz, the B.O.Z., pins Cal Hero. And Boz, with a little bit of veteran crookedness, used the ropes for leverage while pinning Cal Hero. And in what we thought was the Family Feud main event, 
Jordan Cross, along with his manager, Billy Wack, versus Salem Crane. That went to a no contest when Mad Mark and the Express came out attacking both men. And that set up your new main event for the SSW Tag Team Championships and Jordan Cross teaming with Salem Crane with Billy Wack. They defeat Ryan Cross and Dr. Jeff Luxon with Mad Mark to win the championships when Cross pins Rydell, following a springboard stunner. And now, exclusive audio from after the show with the punk rock prince himself, Jordan Cross. We talk about his reaction to winning the championships, plus his recent interaction with EC3 at Warrior Wrestling. Mike Pankow from WindyCitySlam.com and Windy City Slam Podcast, live from the Broad Stop in Kenosha, where this gentleman, Jordan Cross, just became the co-holder of the Tag Team Championship for SSW by defeating his dad and Dr. Jeff Luxon with his cousin and tag team partner, Salem Crane. So, Jordan, what was it like to beat your dad and your uncle, basically, and Jeff Luxon? Uh, going out there facing my cousin was already hard. Uh, we love each other. It's one of my best friends in the world. Hitting each other. We just treated each other like enemies for one night. And um, you know what they say, keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. And tonight, that was the case. We kept each other very close. We reunited as cousins. After my dad, his tag team partner, Dr. Jeff Luxon, decided to come in, screw up our match. Luckily, they just won these tag team titles back, and they were dumb enough to put them on the line against two people who are more than cousins. We are cousins by blood, family, and friends by choice. And we unified to take on the Express and win the SSW Tag Team Champions. Championships? Championships, yes. Yeah, your dad kind of slammed you around there pretty good, though. Yeah, that was not fun. I didn't like it. He doesn't take it easy on you. No, and not at all. Yeah, and speaking of wrestling, Warrior Wrestling, you got a little thing going on with EC3. So yeah, is he what, here? I think you're safe. That man has followed me to three states. He's literally Freddy Krueger. You get a restraining order against the guy? No, because I want to fight him. Okay, good deal. Thank you, Jordan, and congratulations. Thank you, Mike. All right. All right. Jordan Cross, really on a roll, the new holder of the SSW Tag Team Championships and a future rivalry with EC3. Good stuff there. Also, I got to meet Fred Ottman, formerly Typhoon, Tugboat, Shockmaster, Big Steel Man. During the show, his meet and greet was a whole lot of fun. And I got to sit under the, the learning tree for maybe 10 to 15 minutes after the show. Well, Fred was talking to some other fans as well. And just hear some great stories from Fred's career and some of the people he's interacted with, some of the worst injuries he's ever had, some amazing stuff about some amazing wrestlers that he's faced or he traveled with or he worked with. And it was just so awesome to be in that audience just listening to Fred Ottman in an intimate setting with just a few of us like well after the show ended. Really, really cool. Props to the Cross family. Props to everybody over at SSW for a kick-ass show and for an awesome fan experience. And also before the main show began, they honored Kenosha's Hometown Hero Award and they gave it to Army veteran Noah Rosales. Kind of really cool thing to do for a local guy in the military, and, they, and they've been doing that at all their shows as of late. So very, very cool touch right there by SSW.
Also this past weekend, Saturday, October the 8th, ARW presented Harvest Moon, and that was Ivan Manson's final match, and a good time was had by all, and a terrific night over there in Lake Station, Indiana. Coming up this weekend, and the big event is Friday night, October the 14th, Saturday night, October the 15th, two nights of action, AAW Pro presents the Jim Lina Memorial Tournament, Two nights at Logan Square Auditorium on the north side of Chicago with a live tapings at 6.45 starting both nights. Main shows start at 7.30. If you can't make it over to LSA, the show will also be available to stream on highspots.tv. And your entire first round has been announced. I'm going to run those matches down real quick. Yamato versus Zach Wentz. Schaff versus Davey Richards. Fred Yehai versus Calvin Tankman. That should be incredible. Then you have Masa Slamovich versus Dante Leon. Mike Bennett versus Davey Vega. Silas Young versus Gnarls Garvin. Manders takes on Josh Alexander. And Alexander actually replaces Matt Fitchett in the tournament field. And then a great match between two awesome cruiserweights, two great champions, former Impact World Champion, Rich Swan faces Ace Austin. Plus, you have your wild card entrant, Trey Miguel. And now Trey's actually replacing Gringo Loco as that wild card entry. Plus, over the weekend, you're also going to see AAW champion Jake Something. You're going to see Ren Jones, frontman Jossie, Ace Perry, and much more. And we'll get into this show a whole lot more in just a few minutes with AAW backstage interviewer, Sports Kita's Kevin Kellum. Also this weekend, Friday night, October the 14th, it's the POW viewing party. There'll be autographs, photo ops, and more with the talent from POW Entertainment, and that's at Sebastian's in Lombard from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Also, ICW Milwaukee presents Insane Halloween in West Allis, Big Time Wrestling's Heart Attack Tour, special guest Brett the Hitman Hart, some local people will be there as well. And then you'll have Brian Pillman and Davey Boy Smith Jr. Cal Hero is going to be there. Jordan Cross is going to be there. That's over in Homer Glen at the Megaplex on Friday night. Switching to Saturday, October the 15th, we have Zawa Lives Pro Wrestling due to insurance reasons in Prophetstown. Janesville Wrestling Alliance Superstars and Collectibles 10. Pow Entertainment Saturday Night Fights at Turner's Hall at Elgin. Wrestle League returns to Homewood for Homewood Hollows Eve. Brew City Wrestling presents Nightmare on Springdale Road in Waukesha. And GLCW presents Dance Party 2 at Circle B Recreation in Cedarburg, Wisconsin, just north of Milwaukee. And one final show, Sunday, October the 16th, Lucha Libre Total at the Berwyn Eagles Club. All right, coming up next, we're going to talk about AAW's Jim Lina Memorial Tournament, and a whole lot more with Sports Kita's Kevin Kellum. Stay tuned. Want to get more customers for your business? Promoters, do you want more exposure for your upcoming event? Windy City Slam Podcast can be your tag team partner. Advertise with Windy City Slam and reach wrestling fans in the Chicagoland area and in the Midwest. Message us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or email MikePankow at WindyCitySlam.com. That's M-I-K-E-P-A-N-K-O-W at WindyCitySlam.com. 
All right, here on Windy City Slam Podcast, welcome back. And for the very first time on the show, we have wrestling journalist with Sports Kita, backstage mm-hmm. interviewer with AAW Pro, Kevin Kellum. Kevin, how are hey. you? Hey, Mike, how are you? What, a, what, a, what an announcement. You make me feel like an official, real broadcaster man. So it's good. I try. <laughs> yeah. Broadcaster is such a, it's such an overzealous title sometimes, especially now with like where everything is. Well, I'm a broadcaster because I have a TikTok. You know, I've heard some people try and say that. Like, so it's kind of, kind of ridiculous in that regard. But yeah, we have, we have a big one coming up here, the 14th and the 15th on highspots.tv. If you can't join us live at the Logan Square Auditorium, you can stream it anywhere in the world. Uh, some people don't know this, but highspots.tv, you can get it on anything. It's on Roku. It's on all the different devices now, which is really, really great. And uh, it's a, it's a subscription-based model. So you, you you pay your $15 and you get our almost a ton, like hundreds of hours of stuff from our back catalog. And even our last show, which is really cool. So you, you can subscribe. You get the both the on-demand and the live, which is really great. So basically, if you like the interface of the original WWE Network, you're getting a very good version of that with independent wrestling. And I would say we're we're peaking at this point. Of, I, I think calling ourselves independent wrestling at AAWs. I don't want to say a downgrade or that wrestling is bad because that's the world we're in. But I don't, I just don't think we produce a show that's like that. If you come to our show, it's, it's different. I'd say we are the, uh, the closest thing that independent wrestling has to a WWE yeah. with screens and backstage interviewers and our presentation. And, but we still keep it, you know, sports focused and it's very PG 14 TV 14, I guess is the, the language and the violence and the different things we get to do. And, uh, so we, we, we take all the good things we learn from television and we apply them to the independent level. And now we get to have this kind of like mini G1 climax in two days that we're going to, we're going to do. If you love tournaments, you love a King of the Ring. We got it. Single elimination tournament, two days, put your money down. You're, we're going to give it, we're going to give you your money's worth for sure. We're going to deliver. We're going to over deliver. I know it. So, uh, it were Friday and Saturday at the Logan square auditorium. So if you've never been, it's really easy to get to. I know some people say, Oh, it's in the city. It's. Listen, you can take the train right there. That's it's so I, I always tell people that like uh, driving is your thing. We're literally right around the corner from the blue line. I've never had an easier time getting to a wrestling show. I'm a South Sider. We're talking about Windy City, right? Uh, I started going to the shows as a fan in like mid 2000s. And you had that same thing. Where, where are you? What part of town are you from, Mike? I'm actually in Joliet now, but I started on the southwest side of the city. Okay. Yeah. So we're from the same area like Oaklawn. The mm-hmm. old Catholic working class ridge, right? Yep. So going North to like a ridge. show in Berwyn, that was a night. You know, like we're getting like a couple of us are getting in their car and we're driving out. We're throwing gas money around and, and you know, I'm buying hot dogs at the, their Mr. Submarine barbecue sandwiches down the street from, you know, 26th Street. And now as we kind of evolve and get into a different venue, you, you hope your audience comes with you. And I think they really, really have. We've got a bunch of new fans that are wrestling fans on the north side of Chicago. And it's don't let it distract you from coming to this show. Like you can get on a metro and get there pretty easily. It's not, it's very accessible, uh, especially with public transit. I always kind of push that to people because oh, I want to go and I want to drink or have a good time. You can go to our shows and have a great time the whole time. And there's plenty of stuff to do in Logan Square at a tour. I'm like right around there. You're right there at the square. So you can, you can go to the Logan Theater right after the show and see a movie at like 1130. Uh, and there's great bars. So it's you want to have a great night out, great wrestling weekend. This is a great way to do it. Yeah, we have the Jim Lina Memorial Tournament. That's Friday, October the 14th, Saturday, October the 15th, 7.30 bell time both nights, 6.45 for the live tapings, which is stuff that you guys do for YouTube, right? Yeah, that's our YouTube series. We've gotten a lot of great talent on it. That was something, a great initiative that we we started out as just like a real show to get us going in the pandemic and everything shut down. And 
and we were cautious and, and would do the shows. I remember I, that was, uh, I had been with AAW before in like 2013, 2014. It just got too much of a conflict with other things I was doing. I couldn't balance my schedule, but obviously with the pandemic, a lot of things open up. You have a lot more time on your hands. And I was doing comedy stuff and I just couldn't get the nights. Now it's, all right, I can set the time aside and know what my dates are with them well, well in advance. And at the time, they just didn't, uh, me being a backstage interviewer and, and now kind of like have an assistant production role in, in terms of helping the talent with different things that they're doing during the show. There's a lot of like little things I'll run around and do besides just being on camera. So before it was just, I strictly show up, cut the promos, and then I would have to like run out and do a comedy show. Now it's just like, no, I want to be here for the show. I want to be here for the whole thing. And then we're filming content for like the next month, month and a half. And that's kind of where our live came in. And we started doing that during the pandemic. It was great. It's evolved into a show that helps, I think, independent talent get a platform that isn't just like, so we have, we have a deep enough roster that people want to wrestle on AEW with all the guys that have gone to WWE and New Japan and AEW. AAW is one of those, you got to go there first before you get to the next league. It's the Rose Bowl of pro wrestling, man. And you want to you come and play in our game and, and bounce up. You got to level up somewhere. And now this is the level to get to that, you know? And it's nice to see that. It's kind of like it has a dojo vibe to it. Uh, and if you love the depth of independent wrestling, that's the show to watch. Uh, we, but also it's worth noting, we're putting promos and content on there from our top tier guys. Jake something, his championship promo after winning it, we filmed it just for that. So you can go and watch that. And Jake is a guy who's very full of himself right now. Uh, and coming on at Impact Wrestling as a free agent and comes in and punches our owner in the face. That was not something we knew was going to happen. That is not something he knew was going to happen. I know people talk about works and shit. That was not planned at all. There was no producing to that. Uh, and I had the run sheet before the show. So I did not know that we knew Jake might show up and we'll have him maybe say, come by and say a few words and we'll figure out a match with Jake. And um, uh, yeah, so uh, working with Jake has been hard and him looming over this entire tournament, I think will make another whole thing here is you have 17 competitors uh, with this tournament and now someone's going to win this thing and they're going to get a shot at him. That's how these things work. You win matches, you get prizes, you lose matches, fall back down the ladder and alive is about building that ladder even more and it's a great show you can watch it for free on youtube there's no paywall with that at all we have a ton of matches if you just want to i know some people just put wrestling on the background while they're sleeping or doing their day like this is that show find find some new names find some new favorites uh go check it out it's on our youtube channel right now and you mentioned how the Jake's something thing was not planned now yeah does that often happen with aaw where stuff kind of happens off the cuff um, there's there's times when organic things have have developed themselves, and it's, you see something and it's exciting, and and um, people say, yeah, that, that that's that's cool. Let's go with that, you know. Uh, or the talent feels that way too, and and they they're inspired by real life situations, and and you embrace it, and there's a grittiness to it uh, in a nice way. And, and I don't want to say in a way that like that's too clever, you know, or we're doing it not for our own good. We're doing if it's something, oh, okay, let's not highlight that, you know, and we don't need to, you know. Uh, but there's been times, um, Shaft, for example, another guy who, who has a high opinion of himself and is very caustic, former military guy, very, very serious, bad dude, I think is the definitive way. He is a walking version of somebody from Mad Max, uh, some way I've described him. You know, like when you see those, he would win in Thunderdome. Yeah, <laughs> Tina Turner would be like, I'm betting on that guy, right? Uh, and Shaft is uh, a guy I, I have difficulty interviewing backstage 
And he get busted open. He was bleeding. So I was scheduled to interview him. All right. We know he's going to have this match. And no matter what the outcome is, we're going to interview him for it. And I go and immediately. He's like, oh, you want to fill me one effing bleeding right now? Is that what you want? You want to get? And I didn't know he was still bleeding at the time. Uh, but the camera's rolling and you go with it. And that that's an element of it. Uh, and uh, we embrace that, I think. We kind of walk that edge. And I think I think our fans enjoy it and like it. And that's what makes our brand different because we're still broadcasting. We're still giving them the formality and the context and the presentation. I think there's too many times, and this isn't a uh, a critique, I guess, but it's something that makes us different. Uh, You turn on some wrestling shows uh, and they don't give you the context. You don't know why these people are in a match. You don't know where this person is from. And it's so great to work with guys like Joe Dabrowski, who's on international television. You know, he's our color commentary. There's so many different lines that he connects uh, when you're watching, even a live, a live show we put out for free has this incredible production to it in the terms of crafting a character you've never seen before. Here's this person. Here's where they trained. Here's where they came from. Here's why they want to do this. Here's why they come out to this music. Here's why they feel this way. Here's why they're doing that move. Everything has a reason. And uh, that fundamental thing, I think, sometimes gets lost and people get a little bit too cheeky and they get too clever in a way that isn't um, doesn't keep the stake on the plate. If you know what I mean. And, and, and I think there is a good sense of what we are. We we know exactly what our brand is. We know exactly what our fans want. And the the trust that the locker room has and what we're going to do and how we're going to do it is great. Uh, I love it. Uh, I've worked on comedy shows that fall apart because of just people want to do this and it doesn't work for the general vision. Uh, working with that is awesome. Uh, I, I've never I've never creatively working in radio and television, different things for years. I've never had more satisfaction watching a full house at AAW at that balcony in Logan Square. And you look at it, and people are eating it up, and you're like, this is great. Because I'm, I'm still a fan, too. But then to do the broadcasting side of it is really fun. And we make stuff that's free that you can watch. Paywall window is an issue for you. But if you pay the money for us with High Spots TV, I know for a fact you will be happy. You will be satisfied. And I know that way because it's like, hey, will you pay for something? Is it good enough? You know, I get a pay-per-view. Remember when you're a kid, you get a pay-per-view. You're like, ah, it wasn't good. The match wasn't this, you know. Uh, I don't feel that way with our shows. I feel like we always give people what they want. You're, and then we over-deliver, give them more. And with the tournament, there's a lot of expectations there too. You know, So that's hard, two nights. So that's, that's a lot of people too. So when you, when you, when you get that extra dedication, I, I think we want to over-deliver in that regard too. Yeah, the tournament is named after Jim Lynham, of course, a.k.a. Jim Jesus. He's known mm-hmm. for being an integral part of AEW as an owner and a manager, as well as his role on Man Cow's Morning Madhouse. And yeah. sadly, Jim passed away in 2015 at 42 years old. So tell me a little bit about Jim and, and what he means to this whole operation. Well, I actually met Jim through doing radio uh, and and my I, I, I wouldn't say I was very very close but i was very inspired uh, and and i had my interactions with him were very very touching in the sense of the the fuel he gives your soul to keep doing what you're doing in radio and things like that were very very nice and he, and he looked out for people like that when you would see him he would ask you like how you doing what are you doing what are you doing radio this is when i was in college and jim was already q on he was already set up there and so to have him come and do an interview on my wrestling talk show at a college radio station at St. Xavier University in the mid-2000s, and he has AAW, that's a big deal. He's a big radio talent, and he's coming and he's doing our show. And that was a big, big deal. This is over like 15, 17 years ago. 
And even then afterwards, he sat and talked with us about the things we wanted to do in our careers. And do we want to be involved with wrestling? We want to be in radio. And me, it was radio at that time. And I went out of state and did it. And he was always very helpful in my interactions with them. And he always had a good sense of giving back to, to something, even if he wasn't going to bet it. Like that's very hard to find that in entertainment when you get that from somebody. So he was, he was a true blue soul. But at the same time, he would bust, he would bust your balls like crazy. I remember he, uh, I have this big bald head uh, and, and now, and I had a big head then even with hair on it. And he just kept referencing, and we would just be in the middle of a very serious topic on this talk show. We took ourselves very, very seriously as wrestling fans. And then he'd be like, hey, man, that guy's head's big. He's got a big old head on him, you know? And it was just funny because he would just like interject it. And he, he had a good sense of the gift of gab. And his love of wrestling was unparalleled, like very, very deep. But he also, from being in broadcasting and being in entertainment and presenting things and being a part of the other side of like a huge rock show with people who pay money and they want to get what they pay for. He understood that was there with that rise of ring of honor and all those different things in that culture. AEW was hugely a part of that. You know, like there's, there's a bunch of names we created for that wave 10 years ago. And now we're doing it again. And, and, and we get it. Like we know where we are in that game, but that doesn't mean we're any less than what we are. We're not, we, you know what I mean? Like we, we kind of recognize that. And, and Jim did for a long time too. And to lose him, I know was, was really sad because there's a lot of people involved with AEW who've been with it since the beginning. You know, it was Jim and Danny, uh, and they got it going. And there's guys that have been with it for, you know, over 10 years. Guys I knew, like, when I had, for lack of a better phrase, when I had hair. You know, like, there's people I've known for a very long time. People who were there the first time I worked for them in 2013-14, they're still there. And, you know, it's very nice to have that. It has the vibe of a local institution. Uh, and in terms of Chicago as a great pro wrestling city, AAW has the biggest bond with that culture. And as an independent, and Jim is a, is a pivotal part of that. People talk about the politics, and he, he's, our, he's our Richard J. You know, he, he's our daily, you know, and, and I mean that in a good way. Some people think that's controversial. I mean, he pushed the promotion to get to where it is. And, and there's, it's nice when you bring it up to people who haven't even seen it. They know it, you know, and they know what those letters mean. And Jim's a, such a big part, pivotal part of it. It's so nice when we start the show with our opening video package and we always have pro wrestling redefined his voice. And it's nice. I like that. There's a depth to it. The people who keep coming back to us, they get to hear that and are a part of that. And it's special the same way, you know, you have people referencing Antonio Noki passing. I know it's way different. It's people way, that's a way different cosmic thing. But the emotion of it, of a person whose vision is tied to the promotion that's presented, Jim Lynham is always, always going to be in the, the deep in the fabric of what we do. And it's so special to be a part of something that he created and keep it going with uh, the team that we have now. And this is going to be an amazing field, uh, 16 competitors plus a wild yeah. card. First yeah. first round time, and first time we've had a female competitor in the tournament yeah. as well, in Masha, Masha Slamovich. She's going to be on Bound for Glory. She's taking on Jordan Grace, and uh, maybe, maybe she comes in with the Impact Knockouts Championship. The story of getting Masha into this was crazy. She goes toe-to-toe with Josh Alexander. Josh was already committed for the tournament. At this time, there was some concern whether or not there would be a conflict. Uh, but he goes in the match. He has this incredible match. An intergender match is a challenging, challenging thing to do. And uh, Josh, I think, is one of the best people to do it. He's already proven it for us. And he's one of the best wrestlers in the world. And this is a real test for Masha. And she goes the distance with them. And he says, I may have this conflict, but if I if I give this spot up, I don't want to give it to anyone else. I'm going to give it to you. And, and, and this is a world champion telling you that. So that's a real 
the, 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 there has never been a give them the rub type situation. You know what I mean? They, they, they were always like, people were over, over instantly. Crowd was like, yes, you deserve it. And you earn that. And you love that. On our end, it's so satisfying. It is so, it is so that, that is such like, yes. So we want it. They, they, they bought into it. They get it. They love it. They're enjoying the ride. And people on it with Masha, I think she's a fan favorite that people want to see go far in this tournament. And, and there's some other not so fan favorites in the tournament. And uh, now we, had, you know, here's the sport of it. We just had to make some changes right before uh, you and I were recording. Trey Miguel, former X Division champion. He has been added to the fold. Uh, we had some injuries. We had some people pull out. Matt Fitch, a former AAW champion. Uh, he has an injury issue. He's out. So Josh Alexander is back in. So, so you have Josh and him back in. Green Loco had a conflict. He's out. So Trey Miguel's there. I mean, whoo, it's, it's the when you have that as a, as a promotion, you have that worldly talent. All four of those guys have been in international television. International television. <laughs> and we get to say, like, all right, we're going to spot. And, like, come on, man. It makes you feel really, really spoiled. Really, really spoiled. When, you, when you, the, the stallions you have in the stud are, are uh, that willing to race for you and, and do some great stuff. And, and also – a tournament. It's fun. Every every match matters. Every match matters. You know, uh, we got Mike Bennett in this tournament. This guy's one half of the Impact Tag Team Champions. People are saying some big things for him in the future here. Uh, Maria Canella set aside. She may be joining us uh, on the 14th or the 15th. I can't confirm that. Um, but it's it's just so fun. It's so fun to see what could happen. There's so many different weight to every match and everything that can happen. If you enjoy the King of the Ring, you like the G1 climax, but not the big spreadsheets or who wins this block. It's quite simple. You know, you'll be able to follow this if you watch it on TV and if you buy on demand as well, it'll be satisfying. I think to watch from beginning to end as well. And we want that. We want the escalation, the payoff, especially on a big weekend like this. We did it last year with Matt winning it. And I, uh, and that's a tough bill because I thought that was the best version of the lineup tournament that we presented as a two day tournament. Uh, and to do it now, whew, do it again. <laughs> you got you to top it. Uh, but it's nice. We're, we're going to be doing uh, all from Logan. I think it's a great venue. You can feel the, the vibration of the wooden floor. I've seen so many different thrash and hardcore metal bands there. So it's kind of nice that you're playing the same room. Uh, looking forward to it. It's going to be a fun one. I, I, Masha, I think, is somebody that people are looking forward to. I think Mike Bennett might really uh, disrupt the pecking order. He just seems like he's too keen. He's really dialed into who he is. Uh, he's the most clear-headed he's ever been. Guy's WWE, Ring of Honor, Impact Wrestling. Mm-hmm. He's had a career people would kill for. And he's not hes not even remotely done. This guy still, especially with the health in his life. I just did an interview with him that's up on uh, Sports Kita's Wrestling YouTube channel right now. Uh, go check it out. Uh, and the mindset that he has is so relaxed at the same time just dialed in. And, and uh, when you see somebody like that hit a stride, it's very nice to be around them because you can see that aura just kind of project off of them. And I think he has that now. It's really clicked in like a, like a light switch. Uh, I, I, I like him or, uh, or Masha. You looking at that lineup there, who do you, who do you like? I mean, I was going to go with until we, I found out about Matt Fitchett. I was going to go with Matt Fitchett because he has something to prove after losing the title. But yeah. I really like Mike Bennett. I, you're, I'm buying what you're selling me about him. He's a terrific talent. He's been all over the world. And I, I think this could be his time to shine. The comeback, man. It's fun. It, it, it's a story that's been told before, but you can you can tell it with different players. And the emotional conviction is real. This guy's been on a comeback for years. And now the comeuppance are here. You know, it, it is time to go and, and, and uh, 
grab the proverbial brass swing for us. It's that you know, beautiful platinum and leather that we call the AEW championship. And we have a very, very mean, resilient, uh, I don't, a guy who doesn't care about being genuine uh, and doesn't care about the connection and love of the sport. He cares about uh, winning and hurting people. And, and Mike is the antithesis of that. Seeing that at the end of the tournament, a family man who's, who's gotten his life together and is awesome. And then Jake something, this guy who's probably one of the most hubris driven people I've ever met in wrestling, where he just resents every living person around him after the past few years. Um, conflict, you know, it, it's Shakespeare for the masses. You want to see someone kick some asses and we're going to give it to you. Once again, it's AAW pros, Jim Lynham Memorial tournament. Friday, October 14th, Saturday, October 15th, Logan Square Auditorium. Catch it there or catch it on highspots.tv. And Kevin, before we let you go, go ahead mm-hmm. and plug yourself a little bit, your social media, sure. whatever else you have to promote. Too many things. Too many things. I don't know what, what these will retain. You can find if you're heavy on the Twitter, I'm at Kev Kellum. If you enjoy the Instagram, I'm at Kev Kellum6. I do stand-up comedy. I do that with Roast Battle Chicago. We recently had some clips go viral on TikTok, and people yelled at me about uh, I wasn't super accurate about my Marvel lingo with Thanos, so they wanted to be angry at me about that, so it's been fun. Uh, you can watch me on those. I help produce that show. And I'm on the radio in Rockford. You can hear me on 104.9 The X uh, at every midday, and then in Springfield on 97.7 QLZ. So every day, all day long. And then, of course, sports, key to wrestling, Subscribe to the YouTube the podcast where we get stuff from them. So I'm just hustling. I'm literally staying at one desk, but I feel like I'm moving around in a lot of different places. All right, Kevin, thank you for coming on. Thank you, Mike. Always appreciate, always enjoy seeing you at the matches and your love for this is, is unparalleled. I, I really enjoy it. You, you really are a guy. I like to see it shows all the time. I, I like, all right, Mike's here. It's really happening. I guess it's really clicking. So thanks, man. Appreciate it. Fun conversation with Kevin Callum. Looking forward to AAW's Jim Lina Memorial Tournament this weekend. Should be a blockbuster show. Wow. And next week is going to be action-packed. Plenty to talk about, including the Jim Lina Tournament. And a big upcoming weekend in the Chicago area for wrestling. It's going to be amazing. Freelance. Freelance Underground. Chicago-style wrestling. And... Just north of the border, a little north of Milwaukee and Sheboygan Falls, we're going to have One Fall Entertainment's Pink Heels. And that brings us to our special guest for next week. He is the reigning GLCW champion of over 1,000 days, Backwoods Brown. And he'll join us to talk about that great show and so much more. And there may even be a few surprises as well, right here on Windy City Slam Podcast. So long, everybody.